Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fully Accountable Podcast, and I am your host, Leah Vajere. I am super excited to be meeting with all of you guys for another week. Um, This is episode three of the Fully Accountable Podcast, and today we are going to be talking about what is important to you. So this, uh, this week has been a little bit of a, you know, a busy one for me. Um, I've been working, uh, if you guys don't know, I have a whole other side business or main business, <laughs> um, of, that's called earth medicine. Uh, we do landscaping and we do an organic fertilizer that we actually manufacture here in Idaho in house. And so with that, the season is coming to an end on the landscaping part. And so we're wrapping up a couple projects, which has been really important and, uh, but really, really good. I have actually really enjoyed all of my clients this summer. It's been such a blessing and we are looking at new ways to improve and expand the fertilizer business. So Everything has been go, go, go this past week. I am actually recording the podcast uh, the night before Thursday. So today is Wednesday and I usually actually kind of do it on the weekend. So this is, this is a new thing, but I just really like to go with the flow with this. I like to only record when I'm feeling like it's right. Like I've had some time to kind of observe the week, look for signs, look for messages uh, that are coming to me that might be beneficial to actually talk about. And this week, uh, outside of work anyways, I've been hit with a lot of different conversations around relationships, which I don't really want to talk about (laughs) because it's still very much a learning progress for me. Even though I've learned a lot uh, along the way in um, my handful of years that I've been in the dating scene and have been in relationships, I've definitely learned a lot. But again, it's also a subject that we don't really like to talk about. I mean, there's also a lot of information online about relationships, about the dating scene and all the kind of things. But a lot of the times they don't really address the core issue, which is that people are coming together from a wounded place. And so they are usually just in wound to wound partnerships, as my teacher, Leanna Shante, uh, always speaks about. So that's been interesting, but I, I definitely will um, follow that, that flow and we will see what kind of um, transpires over the next hour with you guys in relationships and um, see if I can add any kind of insight uh, from my own experiences. Uh, but what really was kind of on my my heart and what was coming to me is what this whole notion of what is important to you and that i guess is a big thing that we can kind of look at when we're looking at maybe what's important to us in our personal life with our job with our health with our social life um what's important to you in you know with your kids' relationships, um, you know, having a relationship with your children, whether or what's important to you with, um, you know, in the workplace, 
you know, your priorities and health, all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, what's important to you in a relationship, right? And, um, I think a lot of the times we can just kind of put that off. I know for me anyways, I actually never really considered writing down what my needs were until I started, uh, healing until I started doing Leanna's programs. And in one of her programs, I'm not even sure which one it was. She has a, a, a lot. <laughs> and, um, one of them, she said, you know, I've asked clients, you know, what, what is important to you? What do you need? What is, what are your needs? And a lot of the times the answers are, I don't know. And that's what I actually find a lot of people say when I'm having, you know, casual conversations with friends or new people that I meet or anything like that. I, I will ask, you know, what are your needs? And I always seem to be hit with, I don't need that much. You know, I just need to maybe feel appreciated once in a while. And everyone is so, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like they're just very, very humble about it and they don't want to make waves or they don't want to ask too much. Um, it's, it's really interesting to see that we can be very, very, um, I guess just really small with that. Like we don't want to speak out and say exactly what we want because if we don't get it, well, then what does that mean? What are we, what are we going to do? Right. And so it's almost kind of like a way to protect yourself. If you've never been asked, you know, what are your needs and, um, you know, how can I, how can I meet those? a lot of the times we don't give much thought to it, uh, because the sad reality is, um, a lot of the relationships in our lives, you know, might not be meeting any of our actual core needs and we don't want to look at that. So I, I definitely have been evolving this list of like, what are my needs? And it's, it's changes. Like it's, it's not like I knew exactly what I needed right off the get go, because I honestly had not thought about that. And I really started from a place of just my own personal, you know, what are my personal needs that like, that are so important to me, almost like a core value, I guess, which is different than a need. I know. Um, but I, I just really started on like an internal level. So maybe that is something that you could do for yourself. Um, if you aren't really ready to venture out of like, I'm looking at what might be your needs in a relationship, you know, what could be your own personal needs that you are looking on an internal sense? Like just, I need to, you know, go to the gym or I need to go to, I need to eat this certain way. Um, because then I feel, you know, my best self or for me, like I need freedom. And like that I found out in my early twenties, actually, when I was doing, it was funny, I was working a corporate job and they were always doing these like self-development, self-improvement, team building sort of things where you would take like a personality quiz and it would identify you know, what kind of personality type you were, and then your coworkers would do it. And then from there, you would kind of learn how do people operate, you know, what's important to them, 
how how do they work best and then it was supposed to actually help you understand your coworkers on a on a deeper level so that you could um just have more harmony in the workplace so that was actually pretty cool because they did do a lot of they did spend a lot of time and care on that front which I always thought I love that kind of stuff. So like I was always down and they weren't like lame, like HR, um, quizzes or anything like that. Like they would bring in, you know, professionals. This, this is what they did. It wasn't kind of lame team building things that are just super fake and like surface level. Like they, it would get into it. So I, I thought that was always really interesting. And one of the exercises was they had this list, like it was like a hundred different, different words on it to kind of give you an idea of, you know, ideas of what might be important to you. And, um, you had to list your like top five. And of course, you know, we're going around the table and everyone's like, Oh, family and, um, travel and, um, friends and, you know, like whatever, like just things, you know, all great things. And for me, I was like, oh, freedom. And I was the only person in my entire, uh, group in that whole workshop that picked freedom as her number one, uh, core value, the most important thing to me. And that kind of was like, ooh, first sign here. I might not be really, <laughs> I might not be fitting into this corporate world because that didn't even like register to any of them. Um, but freedom for me is something that has always been um, super, it's been a core value. It's been kind of like my ultimate need. It's been a driving force in my life. Um, and that's actually been really interesting to kind of see how that's, I guess, propelled me forward in this cycle since uh, COVID hit, since this, you know, the whole pandemic took place. And that was really activated for me um, personally when our freedoms were trying to be taken away and were taken away. Um, I was very much, um, I guess, set off by that. And I knew I needed to, to make a change and do whatever I could to maintain my sovereignty, stand in my power, uh, and, you know, just not so much fight for my freedom, but move to a country and to a location in an area that was more in alignment with granting their, their citizens freedom. And so that was like a big reason why I did move to the States is because in, um, the pandemic, Canada really put it, put a hard lockdown on its citizens for a very long time. For about two years, uh, we were on lockdown and, um, it was very much dictated on taking away individuals' rights, um, to work, to go to the movies, to go to the gym, to go to a restaurant, to go to their kids' sporting games, to just do regular everyday things. They made it very, very difficult every turn um, in that country. And I was not agreeing with it. And I did not want to stay in that realm. So I made the cautious effort to, the conscious effort to leave, get a visa, leave, come down to the States and move to an area where they were literally on lockdown for six weeks. And it wasn't even 
that intense. So I, I definitely have always kind of had that, that internal, uh, value be a driving force in my life. Um, so let's wrap, let's kind of circle back to the title of this episode, which is what's important to you. And when I was writing about this and reflecting on this, um, something that kind of came to my awareness is the word compromise. And I don't know about you um, and what your background is or how you grew up and you know how you started to learn about relationships and whether it's in friendships, if it's in the business, the workplace, um, whether it's in uh, personal relationships with like a partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, that word compromise seems to come up a lot, which it's great. It is a great, great word (laughs) and it's a great thing to have. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just curious if you like me think that that word might be coming overused. Like maybe, maybe we are, we've kind of swung too hard in the compromise realm and we started actually compromising our own true core values and we started compromising our own internal integrity and so when because I know for me when I was married actually I was um, me and my ex-husband we had been together for quite a while as you know teenagers and then young adults and decided to get married. And I know that the word compromise was always in the back of my mind, um, throughout that entire relationship on how to try to make the, the partnership work is different areas that I could compromise or that he could compromise. And honestly, it ended up turning into a situation where I had compromised so much of myself that I was no longer myself. I was a shell. I was a shell of who I was. I had lost, you know, my fight. I had lost my light. I had lost my fire. And I was basically a shell going through the mundane activities of life. And I had almost just kind of given up. And I was literally 27, 28, and already was like, I guess this is it. I guess this is what... A marriage looks like or a relationship looks like and I just kind of you know like settled on that and just thought I if I compromise more we can be happy if I can't if I just give a little bit more and I compromise on this maybe give a little take he's trying to he's coming my way a little bit Oh, but then a fight happens. So, okay, let me compromise even more on his side. You know, like that, that's really kind of, that was the tug, um, the game that went on in, in that relationship was I would definitely compromise. He would make some, some, uh, decisions or some actions that felt like they were compromising and coming towards, you know, more my direction of how I wanted the relationship to be. And then a fight would explode and it was just easier for me to, basically give up more ground and, uh, compromise more on his end. And that, you know, that's, I think a description of a lot of relationships out there, at least from the conversations that I've had with friends, with individuals that I meet, um, just from my own observation, it's definitely, I know I'm not alone in having that sort of experience. Um, so with, with that, if 
if you are in a relationship and you are, you know, trying to, trying to find that middle ground, that having compromising, you know, discussions where you give a little, take a little, that sort of thing. I just want to, you know, kind of pose the question that if you don't even know what's important to you, or you don't even know what your needs are, then it's really easy to compromise when you don't have any hard stops. So if you, if you don't know what is important to you and you don't know what your core values, your non-negotiables, your hard stops in this life, if you have no fucking idea what those are, fuck. Yeah. It's no problem to get to compromise to, you know, just to give and give and give and to give up ground and to, you know, see things from their point of view and to adopt their beliefs and to adopt, um, their, you know, their values. Because a lot of the times in a relationship, if there is, there's two personalities going and the stronger personality can sometimes dominate the situation. And so, um, if you, and if you're not with someone who is aware of that and isn't, you know, encouraging you to find out what your needs are and aren't, isn't encouraging you to figure out what, what your needs are and to communicate that with them. If, if they have no idea, cause they're just a regular guy and carrying on with his life, who's, you know, has more of a dominating personality. Um, yeah, he's probably going to bulldoze right in there or she's going to bulldoze right over you as a man. And, um, next thing you know, you don't even know what the hell is important to you. And you feel like you've lost your complete backbone, uh, because you've never said no, or you've never had a hard stop, or you've never just stood up for yourself and said like, no, I'm, we're not crossing that line. I'm not, I'm willing to, I'm not willing to compromise on this. So I think with anything, and that can be in a workplace, like I know relationships, it's easy to kind of uh, talk about that, but in the workplace, if you have a very demanding boss or a demanding manager, if you don't know kind of what your hard stops are or what, what your non-negotiables are in the workplace, then it is very, very easy to uh, be taken, taken advantage of, or just to be consumed. I'm not trying to make everybody out, uh, out there, you know, who has a strong personality as someone who's trying to take advantage of anyone, but it's just in their nature to bulldoze over if they don't have that sort of awareness. And like, let's face it, if you're in the workplace, um, it, chances are, you know, you don't have, your boss doesn't have that sort of self-awareness. Maybe they do. Some of them do. I've had, I've had, um, a boss who was pretty mindful and pretty self-aware and he didn't try to bulldoze over me. Um, but it, that's, I think sort of rare in, in the workplace anyways, so if you are someone who's like, you know, listening to this podcast and you know, you've done a little bit of self, you know, reflection, you are getting more into your spiritual path, you're looking at healing cuz you're just fucking sick of these patterns happening where there it's like the same old relationship uh, fights or if it's the job just never feels satisfying or you are always constantly kind of falling into these same 
situations where it's like different people, different place, but it's like the same thing is happening. Maybe it's time that you take a step back and either mentally prepare a list or physically write out a list of what is important to you. And the and I really do feel like every single person who's listening to this podcast, you owe it to yourself. Like you owe that to yourself. I I just I hear so many people when I talk to them, especially people who are super busy, who are, you know, expanding their business, who are, you know, on the are, are successful or on the verge of success or their their business has, you know, doubled in size in the last year. I really, I always hear the first thing that they kind of like put on the back burner is like their self and, um, the self care and they put off, you know, the things that are nurturing to them. And I find that so funny because it's like, okay, what were you doing when your business was of a modest size? Oh, I was, you know, going to the gym, when I go to the gym, I eat better. Okay, great. Oh, I wasn't drinking or I wasn't drinking as much. Um, I was, you know, getting eight hours of sleep, that sort of thing. Okay, great. And you had, you know, you're doing kind of like, say, just bare minimum. Um, not to say that's bare minimum, but it's like, that's a pretty standard baseline. All right. Now your business has doubled in size and you have double the employees or you have double the jobs or whatever whatever it is you do. Say you got a promotion at work and now you're doing the equivalent of like two people's job. Why is it that we always tend to put that self-care on the back burner when in reality we should amp that up double? Like as your business grows, as, your, as those things that in your career become more demanding, the first thing you should do is also double up on your health regime, on your fitness regime, on your self-care regime. Like it's just kind of, to me, it just makes so much sense because your, your body is your, is your machine. It's your avatar in this life. It is your, it is the thing that never gives up on you 365 days a year. Like it never stops for you because if it stops, you're, you know, you will no longer be with us. <laughs> so it's just, it's so wild to me that like we will put that, that self-care, um, on the back burner or we'll continue to do maybe like the bare minimum, um, say we weren't even going to the gym, but we were just kind of eating regularly, you know, pretty good and we were getting good sleep, but that was it. You know, for me, it's like, okay, Maybe that was getting you through that certain level of success to begin with, but now you've increased yourself to a whole nother level, time to amp up your, your health regime and the individuals who are the happiest in all areas of their life, whether it's wealth, it's career, it's success, um, in their home life, like with their family, their children, they're all very health conscious. And like Leanna talks about this all the time. And she's a very, obviously she's a huge proponent of self-care and health because she created an entire nutrition school, uh, to help educate individuals on this exact topic. Um, but for, you know, when I was talking to these, I was talking to an individual today and it was like, you literally have 
triple the amount of work and yet you have done nothing to support your body to help um and manage the stress that comes along with obviously that amount of work and so it's just that's what i kind of want to look back with saying like you owe that to yourself you you're worth that like you you are worth it your body's worth it your soul's worth it your future self is worth you taking the time to make a mental note or write out uh, the, a list of what is important to you. Because once you write it out and you see it in black and white, that is like a huge first step. So there's a couple areas for myself that I like to do this in. I do, you know, what are my, what is important to me in my health? What is important to me in my business and my career? what is important to me in my personal life and my relationships and what is uh, important to me in my spiritual connection to God and Jesus. So what's, what's important to you on a spiritual level. And from there, I just write, you know, I just write and it changes as, as it should, as things flow, things in my business, uh, that are important to me are always changing and are, are always expanding and, um, things in my health absolutely change and grow. And then same with my personal life and my relationships. Um, and I just, I like to make a list because this helps me stay accountable for always, you know, striving for living that more expansive life. And I think a lot of the times when we're in the day-to-day of like the stress where it's like you have a project, you have a due date, you have a client, you have kids, you have a partner, whatever it is, you're starting a new job, you know, it's so easy to get wrapped up in like those tasks, especially when you're a very like task-focused person. Like for me, I'm very task-oriented, so I've always been an individual who writes out, you know, the to-do list. I write out, um, I've always had a calendar, like a day planner. I'm always scheduling out my, my day. I'm always, you know, reflecting and looking into the future of like, what do I want to achieve? How am I going to do that? What are some tangible action steps that I can take that I can do every single day to get me a little bit closer to, that, that next level, you know, that next level of success. So I, I definitely think when I'm on a job, like say for landscaping or something like that, and I'm working and I'm doing a project and I have it in my head, like we need to get X amount done today because I got to stay on schedule and I got to get this done. You know, that that's good. And that helps me keep things rolling forward and helps me keep organized. But there is, you know, parts where there are times when I need to kind of let go and take a step back and be like, okay, instead of trying to force this forward, I need to relax and just go with the flow of what's being shown to me. You know, something's breaking or someone is sick, like an employee is sick. And so we're shorthanded or, um, you know, it's raining, you know, so you have to have kind of like this delicate balance of having the tasks that you want to achieve. Um, but then also kind of like stepping back and knowing when it's, it's okay to just like let go and, and take a beat, you know, and not get hung up on like, okay, I need to have all of these things done. And so a lot of the times, you know, at the end of the day, if you know, what's important to you, 
and you know what is kind of your your core values um if the one or two tasks that were on your list didn't get done or the day the work day the flow didn't happen exactly how you envisioned it at least you know you know did i hit my did i kind of stay in alignment with what what is important to to my work okay so like for for your health maybe it's like reducing your stress and not sweating the small stuff um with your business it's like okay i called it a day because we were short staff and i would rather just you know call it a short day than have someone get hurt on the job um whether it's your personal life, okay, you know, work ended early. So now I get to have extra time with my spouse or with my kids, or I get to have some, honestly, just some like alone time with myself. Like, you know, it's kind of like you, you still are meeting those things that are important to you. Um, even if you didn't necessarily meet the 3d tasks that you had set out in front of you. And I just, I don't know. I feel like for myself, I con- I are, I'm constantly reminding myself of that, um, because it's it's like a it's like a deep breath, you know, where I just take a deep breath in and out, and I just let all that kind of that other stuff go. Um, so when you are making your list and you're looking at what's important to you and what your non-negotiables are. Then when you're moving through life and stuff comes up and people want to try to, I don't know, inflict on your boundaries or kind of dictate your life, you have a strong foundation where you have the confidence to say no. And that's, that's what it really does come down to is like, if you have these things that are important to you, you have to have the courage to stand up for what those things are. So yeah, we can all have things that are super important to us, but if we don't have the actual courage to stand up for them, then what are we doing? You know, that's the same. It's the thing with freedom. You know, I had to have the courage to do what was right for me in that point of my life. And that was starting my entire life over in a totally different country that values freedom. That was what was important to me and I had the courage to stand up for that and I don't know if you are making the list kind of some self-reflection questions you know you can ask yourself is like does this feel weird you know if you're writing out what what's important to you like do you feel weird do you feel like you shouldn't be doing this like what's that about you know do not feel worthy like you know take take a minute to kind of feel into what's coming up for you when you are making this list another thing that you might want to kind of reflect on is you know do you feel like any resistance coming up so you're like okay leia you know i made this list and I'm doing it for like my personal relationships and my personal life. And it feels weird. Like I don't, maybe some thoughts come to your head of like, you know, it's fine. My relationship's fine. I don't need much. I don't need to do this because um, I don't need much. You know, I'm not a needy person. Um, I don't, I don't ask for much. And it's like, okay, well, you know, 
calm down. It's fine. Like you can, you can ask for something. You are worth it. Trust me, you are worth it. And it is so much easier to just write it out. No one's, no one's ever going to see it. Um, especially, you know, to any of my male listeners out there, this isn't a big deal. Don't be, feel weird or feel like it's too vulnerable. You know, if it's too vulnerable to write down, just make a mental list of it. Make a mental note. What is important to you in a relationship? And just start asking yourself those questions and push through the resistance that you might have of wanting to downplay it. Because that happens so much in, you know, in relationships uh, with friends, with your partners in the workplace, like we like to just downplay the, these emotions because it's just like easier, you know, it's just easier to let it roll off your back and which it is like, I get, I get that. I totally, totally get that. But that doesn't mean that you are not worth knowing what is important to you and then stating those things to the people around you and having the courage to walk away when someone is infringing on that, or if someone is not respecting that, or, you know, if you're in a situation in the workplace and it is, it is going against like, you know, your, your core value or what's important to you. So like maybe it's family, maybe family's really fucking important to you and you love your kids and you love spending time with your wife, but your place of work does not respect any kind of work-life balance, or you have a client that is just calling you at all hours and is super demanding and super needing, like, and it's just constantly taking you away from your, your family. You have to have the courage to either fire that client, to either put some workplace boundaries uh, with your manager or your boss, or to walk away from that job completely and f- align with a company that is more respectful of that, right? Like, I know it sounds simple. It is, it is simple, but it, I know it's not always easy to execute. But again, if we just have this like mental awareness and we start telling ourselves about this, then it makes it easier to start executing it. And, you know, for for me in, in relationships, specifically knowing what my non-negotiables are, are really, really, it's really, really helpful so that I know exactly when it's time to either not continue on with the the friendship anymore or not continue on with the relationship anymore. Um, because I have those like non-negotiables set in place and I know it takes time, you know, to kind of like figure out the person, see who they are, you get to know them, maybe it's an old friend. Um, But if you don't have like those non-negotiables set out in place, it's really easy to kind of get trapped in that relationship or in that friendship that's no longer serving you and is actually taking, taking away from your, from I don't want to say like quality of life, but kind of, you know, like what kind of life um, are you living if you are in sort of like a purgatory middle ground where you aren't super unhappy, but you are not happy at all? Um, What kind of life is that? Right. And that's a life that you're probably compromising on a lot of things that are super important to you and your soul knows it. 
And so now you're just kind of like in this weird limbo stage, too afraid to take action. Um, and so you end up kind of like in that weird, that weird middle ground. Cause you weren't, you didn't have the courage to, you know, enforce these boundaries that protect your non-negotiables. But again, I get it because maybe you didn't even know what they were. Maybe you didn't even know what was important to you. And now you do. And because you made that list or you made that mental note, and now you're starting to think about that. And it's, it's just something that I found, um, really helpful for me because then I was able, once I knew, you know, once I knew what my, what those non-negotiables are, what, what was super important to me, then I could move on to the next stage, which was, am I, you know, holding myself accountable and protecting those, those things? What am I holding myself? I could hold myself accountable and really look like, okay, am I enforcing these boundaries that protect these things that are super important to me? Sometimes I wasn't. Sometimes I, I was. Um, but again, I had that baseline that I could always reflect back on to. And, you know, in, the, in a relationship, um, a lot of the times, you know, we might start to kind of, know and figure out what your needs are and what was it, what's important to you. Um, but then we aren't asking our partner, you know, what's important to them. Like we don't know what their needs are. And so it kind of, again, like how I said in the last podcast, it's a two way street where we take the time to know what's important to us, but then we also need to take the same amount of time or more sometimes to learn what's important to our partner and hold ourselves accountable to the fact of like, am I showing up and actually, you know, encouraging them or respecting those boundaries or trying to meet those needs? You know, am I actually doing what I can to show up in this relationship and support what's important to them? That it's like, it's that two way, it's that two way street. Um, but a lot of the times it's like, I know from conversations uh, that I've had and also my own personal experience is if you're kind of like dipping your toe, because maybe this is like all super new to you and you never thought you'd have to like get this deep in a relationship, but you know, it's been, you've been with the same person for eight years now and you are two totally different people and you have no idea what is important to them and they have no idea what is important to you because you guys have changed so much. Um, you know, when you do kind of dip your toe in, you're like, okay, yeah, like I'm down for this. I'm going to write out what's my, what are my needs. I'm going to write out, you know, what's important to me. And I'm going to ask my partner, we're going to have a great conversation. We're going to connect. <laughs> we're going to connect and we're going to totally like rekindle this fire, this flame, and it's going to be great. But then when we try to initiate that conversation, we are met from, we're met with resistance or we are met with an intense reaction or anger or um, some sort of trigger or, you know, they just go cold. And so then we are like, oh, fuck, that didn't work. And then we retreat and we react and we pull back and we're like, nope, not doing that. So 
it's like, is that, is that what's happening? Has that happened to you? I know it's happened to me when I would try to initiate these conversations, uh, with my partner. And so like that, you know, your partner's human. And if they are doing any kind of deep healing or self work, like it might take a couple times and a couple attempts on your end of loving, supporting conversations for them to actually trust that you're serious about this, to open up and look at this. And some people just won't because they aren't, they don't want to, they aren't, that's not their path. They have no, they have their own shit that they have not looked at. They have their own wounds that they are just not willing to open up and, and take accountability for. And that is a a reality, unfortunately for a lot of people. And then that's when, you know, you have to make that judgment call of, is this relationship even serving you anymore? And sometimes it's not. And that's when you have to have that courage to protect those non-negotiables and do what you need to do to move on from that relationship. I know for me, um, with my, uh, my ex, uh, my marriage, I had, (laughs) I had so many like signs. I mean, we both did, honestly, we had both of us had signs that this probably shouldn't be happening, but one that sticks out to me. And this is before, you know, I had ever even knew about Leanna Shante. I hadn't even, like, I wasn't even doing any kind of her programs or my spirituality was still very superficial in a sense of like, I wasn't connecting with Jesus. I was kind of more in that new agey stuff, but I was always still like very much like I need to do something to better myself. I was always still the same gal where expansion was always on the mind. And so when we got engaged, I was gifted um, this workbook that was called like Conscious Relationships or something or the Conscious Marriage Workbook. And I I was kind of stoked. I was, I was excited about it. I was like, ooh, because again, for me, I one of my needs are connection and like deep soul um, personal connection with my partner. And so I was like, I was down to work through this. I I couldn't even tell you if there was like anything super helpful or healing in there. I'm sure, I think there was some, some things that like they posed some really good questions in there. Um, obviously because it triggered the fuck out of my ex and I remember it was like pulling teeth to try to get him to like just to have these conversations or, you know, write out these things. Like, what are your needs? What's important to you? Like very basic shit. And he was so uncomfortable. He was so resistant. He was kind of triggered by it. And again, I would try and I would try to show up lovingly and supportive and have patience and like try to, you know, coax him into like trying it out. And it honestly got to the point where it was posing some pretty good questions. And I, I could tell he noticed that my wheels were turning and I was like, Oh fuck, this might not be a very aligned partnership. Cause like, we don't actually have any alignment on any of these core, core things. And obviously that I think that scared the shit out of him. Cause anytime anybody ever tries to like, especially someone who is like, 
has a lot of control over you in your life. Um, the moment that they start to see you wake up, they, they freak out. And, um, I remember him telling me, um, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. This, this book is just causing unnecessary discussion in our relationship because nothing's broken here. Nothing's broken here. We are fine. And this, this book is just bringing to, it's just starting fights that are unnecessary. So if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess that's right. That makes sense because this book is making us have very thought provoking, deep conversations that aren't really ending that well, because we just aren't really in alignment on anything. And I did not have the awareness and I did not have the courage. Um, I did not have the awareness of like my, my core values and my, my non-negotiables and I didn't have the courage to even protect them. Even if I did know them, I didn't have the courage to protect that. And so I, again, compromised and I said, okay, yeah, we don't need to do this, this book. I just put it aside and I never brought it up again. And, oh gosh, it's just like, if I could just like go back in time and be that friend for my 27 year old self and like, just help her see that, no, this isn't, this isn't right. Like he literally has so much control over you that even this basic ass book is starting to help you wake up a bit and it scared the shit out of him. And so what did he do? He instantly went and blamed the book. Um, and that again, if you're in Leanna Shante's, uh, community, you know, that is such a true thing that, I don't know, narcissists, um, handlers, anybody who's just like, not, uh, meant for not supportive of your highest self for your highest development, they will instantly look for a scapegoat that they can blame versus taking accountability and looking inward and looking at themselves and seeing, um, maybe how they're contributing to the relationship, right? They instantly will go for a scapegoat of something else or someone, uh, to blame. And we, and we see that all the time, right? We see that all the time happen. And it happened to me, you know, within, before getting married and I just let it, I just let it slide. And I let a lot of things slide and I let a lot of things quote unquote go. I compromised on a lot of things and it got to that point where I couldn't, I couldn't stand to be in the relationship anymore. And I, I, I'm thank goodness I had the awareness enough or the courage enough to get to that breaking point of being like, I am still so young. I have so much life to live and I need to get out of this relationship. And the moment I made that decision, it was literally one year on the date of uh, being married. I, I asked for a divorce and I, I exited that partnership because I knew, uh, me staying in, me staying in that kind of like middle ground purgatory area that I've been living in was not fair to myself. It was not fair to my path. And honestly, it wasn't fair to him. 
Like he wasn't happy either, you know, like truly. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't super stoked on the relationship either, but our wounds had bonded us together. It was comfortable. It was familiar. And we just really just allowed ourselves to kind of stay in that middle ground together because the unknown is really fucking scary. Um, but, but honestly, every single time you make that big move to do something that is in your highest good, it always turns out so much better, so much better than you could ever imagine. Once the dust settles, once, you know, the chaos kind of ends and everybody is, you know, done projecting their wounds on everybody else. Um, it's always just so much, it's just so much better. And I really like, I've always, I've heard this quote where it's better to do something than nothing at all. Like the worst thing you can do is like nothing at all. When you're, when you're in that, that kind of not living in alignment for your highest self, you know, obviously it's great to not do anything in a, in the sense of like not being triggered, not reacting, you know, not letting your emotions like run the show, but I, I am so much more of a person that like, I, I feel like it's just better to take some sort of action than roll over and just do nothing at all. And for me that it has served me well. Um, it has been very scary at times. <laughs> it has, um, been very overwhelming at times, but like I said, I made a post on my Instagram of a quote that a woman, she was, um, she was like a reflexologist. Uh, she was like this older wise woman, great, super intuitive, very, very talented in what she did. And I had a treat. It was before I had mentally made the decision that I needed to end my marriage, but I had yet, I had not told a single soul. And I had a session with her and she was doing her reflexology and she was so intuitive and she was just like, what is going on? What is going on? And she was just like, you need to, you're like, kind of, you need to tell me like something is going on. And I was like, I want to, I want to leave my marriage. I want to end my marriage. And she's like, yep. And I was like, oh, and it was just like this kind of like, I just breathed out. I was like, I want a divorce. And she's like, yep. And she's like, there it is. It's like, she knew, she knew that's what I was like going to say. Uh, even though she had no idea about my relationship or anything. And I was just, I remember I just like locked eyes with her and I said, I am just so scared of what this is going to do to my family and everybody else around me. And she looked me dead ass in the eyes and she said, they will be okay. They will be okay. Everybody is going to be okay. You need to just do what is right for you. And I can't tell you how many times I told myself that when I was sitting in like that, in the flames of it all. I had, you know, when you have the parents calling you, you have the in-laws calling you, you have the ex yelling at you, you have the siblings or the friends being like, what's going on? Everybody is just at you, at you, at you, mad at you, questioning, why'd you even get married at all? Like all the things. Everybody's just like this, like 
flurry around you. That's what it felt like. Like I was in the middle of like this burning house and everybody else is like chaos around me, like demanding an explanation, demanding this, demanding that, all this stuff, projecting their own emotions, their own fears onto me, like all of the things. And I just remember like thinking to myself, everybody's going to be okay. Everybody's, they're going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay. And literally like that mantra was my backbone when I didn't even have a fucking backbone because like I had been such a shell of myself, um, that I literally had to re I had to like regrow a backbone after I exited that, that relationship. And it was just such a powerful message for me, um, to remind myself and, and honestly, everybody was okay. Like pretty quickly. Um, maybe not my ex, but like in a sense of like the immediate family, the friends, the dynamic, the gossip, the work, the whatever, everybody just continued on living their regular life, you know? They, and that's what I kind of realized. And maybe this is something for you to, to just think about if you're kind of in a similar situation <clears throat> is that they're, they might have an opinion of this, but like, they're going to live their life, how they're going to live their life, whether you stay in the unhappy relationship or the shitty ass job, or whether you leave the unhappy relationship and you start developing a self-loving relationship with yourself and you start that company you've always wanted to start, or you go for that job that you always wanted to do, or you pursue, you know, whatever dream that you had always kind of put off the back burner because of fear of like other obligations or other responsibilities, or, you know, your partner just like wasn't fully on board with it. They're all going to continue on living their life, whether you do what makes you happy or not. So you might as well take the action steps to do what is going to make you happy and what is in alignment with your, your highest self for your highest purpose here. Because like, that's the thing, like we're all here for a purpose. Like, like how Leanna has said, like either we're all special or nobody's special. Like there's no, there's no hierarchy here. And it's not like some people are here with a purpose and some people aren't like we all have a, a purpose, a life path that is so individualistic to us that God knows exactly what that is. And if you can just get out of your own way and start, you know, taking these steps of clearing your mind, clearing your body letting go of the expectations of others and start just honing in on what's important to you and then running with that and seeing how that snowballs into other things and see how that, you know, affects your decision-making going forward, you're going to be able to uncover that purpose so much quicker. And it's a, it's a lifelong journey, you know, like you don't need to figure this all out tomorrow. And I've always kind of had that perception, which has been great. Cause I know I have some friends where it's like, I just want to be living my purpose like tomorrow. And I get that. Like, I get that. But like, for me, I'm like, eh, fuck it. Like, I don't care. Like it will, like I'm on, I'm doing the action steps to, always better myself and expand myself. But like, I don't need to be on like the end goal. I don't have to be at the end of the line, like right this second. I'm like, there's a lot of life to live. Like life is short, but also 
there's still like a lot of life to live and there might be a lot of other things that I continue to do. And I guess that's because I, I like the freedom of not really knowing what is in store for me like long term. It kind of keeps stuff more like feeling like an adventure and that I'm never going to be stuck or stagnant because again, that's freedom. If I don't feel stuck or stagnant, I, that feels like freedom to me. So, and I know like when you do uh, find your purpose and you are living your, your purpose, that is the ultimate freedom. And it, and it feels like it, you know, it truly, it truly does. Um, so anyways, I am going to wrap up this show for this week. Again, it just kind of like flew by with chatting with you guys on, on all of this stuff. Um, and I'm happy that I was able to just share some of my own personal experiences, um, just cause I think a lot of people can relate to it. I think a lot of people have been there themselves and, you know, might are still there right now because they just are, are a little, they're just too scared to take any kind of action. Um, but take it from me, you know, in my experience, yes, it's hard. Uh, yes, it's scary. Yes, you have to take the fire that comes with it. Uh, because if you don't have, you know, yourself surrounded by unconditionally supporting, loving people, yeah, you're going to, you're going to take some heat when you do a 180 like that. And I have taken the heat and I can tell you it is always fucking worth it. Um, okay. So anyways, I want to kind of end that here on that note. Um, I want to just say thank you to everybody who has listened um, from each, you know, since the conception of this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, if you're on Instagram, follow me at Leavahere. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. All right, guys, I will see you next week.